0: On this week's episode of Friend Code, we got a new indie world showcase for August 2020. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Ian Hink. Hi. Daniel Budworth. Hello. How's it going, you two? We were. Uh... It's it's over a hundred. It's, yeah, it's, it's hot. Yeah. Parts it's of the going, state going up. <laughs> parts of the state are dealing dealing with blackouts and uh, just the usual at this time of year for the state of California. What is a little uh, unusual, but you know, happy news was we got a little bit of a return to normalcy today in terms of Nintendo updates. Uh, we got a proper Indie World showcase that usually happen around this time of year because this is usually when uh, PAX West happens. They're doing a digital version of PAX West. But they've always done a uh, an indie world or nindies back in the day around this. We got one bright and early this morning, our time 9 a.m. So the three of us were up bright and early to to do. To Not react as early as
1: some other things, thankfully.
0: True. Nintendo has and other things have done things way earlier. What was it, like 7 a.m.? I think is like the earliest. We have uh, Nintendo's like done some six a.m. six a.m. Some, some was at yeah. six, yeah. I remember some, some of them 6 a.m. Oh yeah, the Pokemon stuff seems to like go always the earliest. And uh I will say uh It was nice, and I want to start there, actually. I want to start there and talk about how did you like this Indie World Showcase, Uh, and did you kind of get the same feeling as me that it was a, a return back to normal style for Nintendo after months of just either nothing or just weird style presentations?
2: Damiani, I loved it. Six Shadow Drops. Six. Oh, six. The Shadow Count Drop them.
0: King has emerged. Not, not
2: <laughs> counting demos. Full titles. Uh, fantastic. But yeah, I mean, waking up early. I didn't even like know if I was going to tune in this morning, but then I woke up sneezing because I accidentally fell asleep with my air conditioner on. And, uh, and then I was like, well, I'm up. Might as well be up. You know, and I'm glad I tuned in because it was a lot of fun. My expectations were really low and uh, it delivered, I think. And I I like the Indie World showcases because, you know, it it, like I always say, like it sets your expectations appropriately because, you know, it's just going to be a bunch of indie games. You're not going to see any big crazy things like Breath of the Wild or whatever. Uh, We were joking that Destiny 2 might (laughs) drop on Switch because they're technically (laughs) indie, you know, but like. No, yeah, so expectations were low, and they were exceeded, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, I think they did a really good job of bringing a variety of content where everything actually uh, feels like it's, it's pretty good quality. You know, there are a couple of things in there that are like, eh, I don't know about that, but not really that much. Like, most of the games uh, look interesting, look like they're being well-made. Uh, Looked like somebody had really done their homework to see, like, is this worth, you know, putting in a direct um, or, you know, and also even I think the, you know, the curation between the main, (laughs) the quote unquote main games and then the stuff that was in the montage, you know, whereas like some of the things that were in the montage, like, okay, yeah, we've we've seen that game eight times. We don't need to see it, you know, in depth right now. Just show it's on switch. Got it. Cool. Move on to the next one. Uh, also, I, I was doing the timestamps for our reactions and some of these trailers, uh, including like title cards and stuff, clocked in like under a minute. Hmm. Uh, so they really did. Outside take... the montage? Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so they really did, you know, make sure to be to the point to tell you what you need to know and not just go on and on and on about some Moved of these things. A good clip. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I really like the as you mentioned Ian, it sets expectations but also the new world showcase the formula. You you know what you're getting. It's always a, usually a trailer reveal, short trailer, uh, and then you get potentially a developer or just one of the Nintendo staff narrating over actual gameplay just for a little bit and then you get that title card at the end that has all the information you need, you know, when's it coming out, you know, and who's making it and just It's a really good i think it's a really good format and uh i kind of like the i kind of like seeing this because as i mentioned earlier they did a treehouse live for paper mario a while back uh they've been Mm -hmm. announcing a lot of things just on twitter straight up uh with with shadow drops of videos the pokemon company did do some stuff um you know we kind of already went through that and uh the, maybe the setting expectations lesson wasn't quite learned at that point. We did get a a, a Sakurai presentation for, uh, for Min Min in uh, joining Smash Brothers, which was shot all from Sakurai's house, which was really good. But I also think just this being exactly as we remember, because the last one was in March. The March Indie World Showcase, I think, was the last oh,
1: right. the, traditional the video we got. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, you're starting to see other companies, like the most recent State of Play, uh, very traditional style. You're, you're seeing some companies figure out thing, how to work in the in the pandemic and how to start putting things together that look, have some semblance of what it looked like before. And for me, again, that was the nicest thing to see was that this gives me, uh, made me feel good. Uh, I was very, it was happy. And as you said, I really liked most of what was shown today. And think it was a, a really good a really good showing overall for them. And going on that note, uh, what they showed, I kind of want to ask both of you: Well, what was the game or maybe games that stood out the most for you? Like, what were your highlights that made you uh, made you very uh, piqued your interest?
2: For me, it was definitely Spiritfarer. I uh, I even downloaded it, and I've been playing it for. I've gotten maybe an hour, hour and a half in. Uh, before we shot or shooting right now and it's really fun so far it's really cute and so far hasn't made me sad
0: how's <laughs> your concern you, you were saying you just expected at some point that game is going to make you cry given its nature yeah. I, I, I mean i still feel like it's got a good chance it's, of doing
2: that it's yeah i saw a quote saying
0: it was, it was more about life than it is about death something
1: like that yeah and oh, it's, so it's kind happy. of happy
2: Well, what's nice about it is like, you're all already, you know, it's not called this, but you're all basically chilling on the river Styx and except it's like an ocean and it's got towns and islands and people living there and houses and your boat is, you know, it's, it's got, obviously it's a management game, which from first trailers, I didn't realize fully. Uh, But like I'm planting props, I'm grilling fish, I'm catching fish. Mm. I'm, you know, uh, meeting other animal friends and stuff and I'm chopping down trees and and things like that uh, but it's got a so far good sense of progression and a, and it's moving along at a good pace so and it's just gorgeous like the even on switch it's running pretty well so far I think and um just the the animations are really really cool this a yeah, new game
1: i want to say that they previously released their uh, past titles on Switch, so they probably, you know, have used that opportunity to really learn the ins and outs and what they can expect out of it.
2: Yeah, because um, they did Yoten and what was the other one?
1: Uh, I I keep forgetting the name. They keep, they reminded oh, me earlier. Sundered. Uh, sundered. Yeah. Sundered. That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So they've got this real cool, like, animated-looking, drawn style that I like. Yeah, but it's cool. It's a good game.
0: <laughs> this was so uh this was one of the shadow drops actually yeah this was a, the first this was the first shadow drop correct of the and i immediately bunch. i
2: missed part of the next game because i immediately went to my fantasy critic team <laughs> and, and bid on it
0: <laughs>
2: i am running out of money though so if, if either oh. of those guys get to it before i do <laughs> i'm out i'm curious
1: whether whether don is just checked out during his leave or if you know he's using that extra time like all right yeah i've got to build my strategy i've got to come back in the second half
2: Ludworth, <laughs> he has yet to bid on a single game so <laughs> hard to say what his
0: strategy is um, He's probably got a he's still probably got a master plan he's still thinking about it in the back of his head uh yeah spiritfarer uh one of the highlights for me as well the uh, it's $29.99. So, I think of the yeah. games shown today that actually are available right now, it was the most expensive on there. So, around 30 bucks, yeah. Uh, but I hear the reports
2: same... it's also available through Game Pass. I haven't checked if let me check if it's on PC as well. But Ooh. Uh, it's, it so. is
1: on Stadia. I got the Stadia but update next week or know. right now. Spirit, Fair. Um, let's joints. see, it's, it's Xbox says, Game
0: Pass,
2: yeah. and Spirit Spirit Xbox Fair Game Pass right for PC. Here. Yep, I, I could download it right now. I already bought it on Switch, <laughs>
0: and grabbing <laughs> so, it again a second time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been hoisted by my own petard. Uh,
0: what about you, Blood? Was there a uh, a game that stood out for you from the presentation? Uh, the one that stood out the most to me,
1: uh, mostly just because it's you know very different art style, uh, is uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back and forth between that kind of stop motion aesthetic, which is the, you know, the quote unquote real world. Um, and then uh, this idea that uh, somebody is making uh, a video game for their their younger brother. And, you know, and you're sort of like deciding like how difficult is it going to be? How much you're going to challenge him versus how much you're going to let him win? Um, there is like maybe a hint in there that there's like, you know, some tragedy going on but you know with the the younger brother as well so hopefully it's not you know like he even said like hopefully it's not too sad yeah uh, but it's an interesting concept for sure uh particularly when you think about you know the the different contexts that you could do like a a, a dungeon maker type of game you know usually it's just like oh you know you're going to be the villain and you're going to fill up your dungeon with monsters or whatever and, and it's just a very different setup different motivations um, and then the other one uh, that surprisingly stood out to me is card shark.
2: Yeah. Mm,
1: yeah. And I just feel like there's so much going on with that game's presentation and you know and and the story and the things surrounding the cards that it actually makes a card game interesting again. Right. <laughs> it's like you see yeah. so many games with card mechanics or that are card based, and you're like okay, here's another one of these, but this idea of, like, no, you need to find a way to cheat. You're going to cheat your way through these card games, you gotta avoid
0: suspicion, you gotta avoid getting shot in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love the uh, the little bullet points they have on uh, the official Nintendo.com page for the game. It'll give you a little bit more insight. Uh, the headlines, cheat or die. And uh, here are the bullet points. So, real like i'm uh, sorry real card manipulation techniques and mini games with roguelike progression oh interesting unlock new so your locations. opponents probably change it up yeah unlock new locations when techniques are mastered and manage your winnings to buy your way into high stakes games <laughs> <laughs> dude. Uh, <laughs> this okay. is, uh, yeah uh it is uh definitely one of the more unique looking games definitely even if you're like not a fan of cards i I feel the 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 mini game aspect of it made it more about you don't really need to know which one you hand it's going to tell you hey try and do this to cheat so i kind of like that so maybe you don't have to fully know the rules of you know poker or whatever uh, card game they're going to be playing and then they said uh what is this thing here a tale of deception throughout 18th century europe uh, or the comprehensive catalog of card tricks and other deceptions employed by the, this is uh, the Comte de Saint-Germain, as described in Memoirs Sans Parole. And I'm sorry if I yeah, butchered that so It sounds by, like uh, it's French. based
1: on a, an existing
0: fictional character. Yeah, this is a... Uh, they made him up, or
2: is it totally... Well, yeah.
0: I can... Uh, I can, Yeah, this might be fake. Uh, I can Google this real quick. Uh, no, it's real. It's made by the... A French oh. is a uh, was a European adventurer with an interest in science, alchemy, and the arts. He achieved prominence in European high society in the mid 1700s. Uh, his real name it's is fun. unknown, while his birth and background are obscure. But towards the end of mm-hmm. his life, he claimed he was a son of uh, Prince, a prince of Transylvania. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the no, prince of no. Transylvania. The prince. What? Of uh, <laughs> Whoa! There's music. Uh I, I don't know if there's Just anything about cards troll. in here. Uh cards. Yeah, there's nothing about cards, I think, or poker or gambling. No nope. he
2: probably dabbled, you know.
0: Yeah, it's probably like in his secret memoirs that uh, have yet to been uncovered right now. But yeah, that is uh that's that's real. It's
2: it's made by the uh people who made reigns. Yeah. Uh and I beat mm. Reigns and Reigns Her Majesty. Uh I think it's
0: Nerial, N-E-R-I-E-L, or Nerial, and uh, being published by Devolver, Devolver, Digital, Devolver scooping up all these. Uh, potential... Well, they also
1: did rains. That was one of the, the funny things about their their email was it was like Nerial, Nerial rains, and Devolver Digital also rains.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Uh... Yeah, I just like like those guys send out funny press do. releases the panel they do they at one point to. it was really cool like you're looking at your cards but then like someone on the other panel is like pouring wine into your glass uh, I, I, it's like one setting atmosphere but also wonder if it, you can use distractions misdirection like, you get oh, the yeah. pick like oh, I'm you, sure. I, I hope you get to like set up part of like the, the height or the act i guess you know to to see how it goes but yeah then like the shootout things at the end i wonder if those are just like it just happens if you reach a boiling point or you have some chance to like Fire first or defend yourself. Maybe, you know, having an escape plan is part of the uh, strategy as well. But man, this game, yeah, it does look gorgeous. This is a really great art style. So,
1: yeah, I feel like even if you can somehow survive, like if you got made, then like there's going to be a consequence. I don't know if you lose like whatever money you've already got on the table or what.
2: You get shot. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you if, if you caught, somehow don't, you know, you get you away avoid getting the, shot, but you get away, oh, but you don't have your to imagine
0: you know. maybe they blacklist you at like certain events are no longer like it says you have to buy your way into right. games. Maybe those games become like X'd out or something like you, you can't go here. You're like you're dead. Man well, but if you it's, show up here
2: since it's roguelike. My guess is you just die and then try a different. Mini-game. Probably. Yeah,
0: potentially. But, what if Picking your disguises as part of it. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm going I think I'm getting a little too ambitious here, but it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that the 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 kind of like cover art makes it seem like there's gonna be a lot of diverse maybe locations and player types you're gonna go against. So yeah, be careful who you cross in this game would probably be a thing. <laughs> this is coming, uh sorry to go over this. This is coming uh next year in 2021. Yeah. And uh, Takeshi and Hiroshi we talked about actually is a shadow drop. It is now available. That's only it's it's actually originally it was eight ninety nine, but it's part of the current eShop indie sale. It's only eight dollars and nine cents. You're saving you're saving about a dollar on it right now. So nice. that's uh I was really surprised at the price of Takeshi and Hiroshi. Uh, thought those would be at least a ten dollar game just based on that uh awesome uh m- like claymation puppet animation stuff going on, but i bet it's not that long then yeah it's, it's probably, probably not that long would be my guess for sure it's only uh no as uh, i was gonna say it's one gigabyte but i mean it doesn't really say anything but yeah that uh sorry i think i'm wrong actually the Takeshi and hiroshi comes out august 18th my bad Oh, no man, I was only like that's 700 the day. megs. I just, I just that's today. tired yeah. <laughs> that's today. Sorry, I'm thinking of a different game that comes out August, uh later in August. And I got him confused for a second. So that is out. That is a shadow drop. That was the second uh that was I believe that was one of the This se- is the second shadow drop? Ye- yes, it was the second shadow drop. Yes, that was for sure. Correct. Um anything else uh before I uh, maybe get into some of the other games here that were part of the presentation. There were a few I mean, none of them looked maybe only one
2: of them I'm skeptical about.
0: Oh yeah. Was uh, there something you, yeah you want to maybe see more we weren't fully convinced uh that you felt one, good
2: about it. Oh, what is it called?
0: Evergate at the end? That was yeah. The one that was kinda of, oh, kind oh.
2: jump around, hover in the air and or point Celeste. out your Yeah. Yeah. So, Need to see how it feels to play before I can really, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah it, yeah, it might play totally fine and and be a good game. It just didn't feel like the way the level design was set up really fit the art style very well. Yeah, Not, yeah, but it it that could be a thing that like works in context too, because Celeste was pretty crazy with how they put those things together and like told a story through the environment. So,
0: I, I think it's. The most important thing is how it feels when you play it, especially when it comes to platformer like this. It absolutely makes or breaks the game, at least for me. And as you mentioned, like Celeste, and talking about looks a little bit like Ori in some places, those two games, they they have their very unique and gorgeous art styles, but at the same time, I would not have like, no, I was going to say suffered, that's the wrong word, but I would not have played them to completion, most likely, if they're, We were mechanically unsound, and there's nothing in here that suggests any of that, but that's what I'm most curious about with it. We had a little bit of a talk uh during our post reaction discussion uh regarding the the platforms in this game, floating platforms, and how uh that might be one of the the visual things that's maybe off putting to some people because I saw some mentions of it's just something off about it in general visually, it's like it just makes it look you know kind of like a mobile game or you know saw some like i was the one who said flash game you know but like mobile game and it's a lot of like flat surfaces no curves like you know square edges and just like floating it looks like there's no rhyme or reason at points other than to serve a puzzle uh for how you progress and i wonder if that is going to affect how people uh, perceive it's you know the visual style of the game because it just doesn't. Well, it serves the gameplay design well. It does not help with the immersion factor or just like you know it doesn't gel well aesthetically. So I'm kind of curious to see more of that. It, it was one of the last Shadow Drop uh, of the day. Uh, it's available right now. It's def- normally 19.99, so just under twenty bucks. It's on sale right now for 16. 99 uh, as part of the eShop uh, Indie sale. Yeah, there's was, there was some other things we could you I think you maybe be caught uh, During when we we're talking about it uh, some of the mechanics uh, You can slow down time so that you can like take aim and hit stuff like there's like some kind of like ranged ability um, It's called the soul flame mechanic hit multiple crystals at once uh, and experiment with how their energies combine so there's some interesting that could be potentially some interesting thing about that uh, it's about like you're you're going across memories of people who like that have been left behind i don't know if they necessarily mean they're dead but it says move across time and space to under uncover key's mysterious connection to another soul so you really you're, you saw like there was humanoid characters at one point that were like popping into the level um uh, yeah, they talk about like the soundtrack and the art style. It says beautifully hand-drawn illustrations. I'm like, okay, they're hand-drawn, so yeah,
2: <laughs> but they're not beautiful. Uh,
0: Is that what
2: you're implying, to me? Uh
0: I mean, that that was the sentiment some people are giving. Uh, we didn't really get to hear any of the so- soundtrack, but they say it's a, a recorded by a live orchestra. So um, I'm kind of curious to get wow. a sampling of that as well. You know, say some like intriguing, maybe nice things about it. And they call it a 2D platform puzzler, uh, navigating the afterlife. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I'd probably give it a try. going on here. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. give it a try. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it's, I don't, I don't know. know. For some reason, like the price isn't like an insta-buy for me for some reason. Maybe that's a little bit harsh, but. It's not like it doesn't grab me immediately like Ori did, where Ori's like, I'm gotta play this. Like, what I saw, perfect. That was the one that maybe, like, of the ones we talked about, uh, I just already like this one that stood out the most to me. Maybe not like as the best, like the best, but it was very distinct. Other than the ones we talked about before, I think everything you two talked about already covered what I would have said. So, Evergate also would have been one of mine as well, for sure. Uh, I was going to ask, you, know, you you already asked, you answered part of this, Ian. Uh, you you spent some time, a few hours playing Spiritfarer. Um, of any of these games besides Spiritfarer, have you had any hands-on time with any of these other games or tried out any of the demos or put any time into them? Uh, I obviously, obviously have not had a time to put any, you know, I haven't picked up any of these yet. I haven't played any of these in the past, but I, I wasn't sure. Maybe you've seen these games before at an event. I wasn't sure. Um, no
1: yeah comments. there's definitely a mix of things that we've seen before in one way or another or been an event you know like yeah manifold garden has been on PC. Yeah, i've played that about a year um i haven't played the final version of it but i did you know play it back in the day uh in 2016 um obviously torchlight 3 is an early access Hades is an early access short yeah. hike is on pc um Raji, i think had a demo during the the summer steam uh game fest promotion thing um and then yeah subnautica i think it's been out there for a bit too but there's a nice back and forth between stuff like that that like i've known about and then stuff no idea like bear and breakfast
0: like okay that looks cool (laughs) yeah bear and breakfast this is a so here's the thing i understand this game looks like it'll be a joy for anyone who plays it Obviously, our own Michael Huber and their obsession with bears. This is obviously Huber bait. Um, I'm kind of curious. I feel like I'm personally, I'm not sold on this game. Uh, I was caught up in like, oh, it looks nice and appealing to maybe some other people. But the actual what you do in the game wasn't really speaking to me. So it was a feel good moment for me, but not convincing me to partake. Moment, I'm wondering if maybe am i the one who has can felt this that? way. Like
2: it, it's it's a little unclear. Like what the f- pure focus, like how much decorating versus how much like exploring the wilderness is there. Like yeah, and I could see the art style not being everyone's cup of tea. It definitely oh. seems like it's a game where the humor, like if the jokes land, it'll make it way more successful. You know, but yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was really feeling like the well, yeah. What I was wondering is if there might be like some kind of back and forth, like a day night
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of a thing, you know? Because it does seem like you're in the woods at night, and then you all the shots where you were kind of managing the building, run the day. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 curious how it's gonna play out because it wasn't until I really started like looking into the details and I was like, Oh, okay. So this is not just about, you know, it's, it's not like spending your whole day, just like rearranging this building and trying to please customers. Like you've got other things going on. Um, it kind of makes me think of a uh, little dragons cafe. Remember I reviewed that Oh yeah, like, that, yeah last year or something like that. Yeah.
0: It seemed um, like a long with,
1: game. That was or, a super long game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was too long. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the game's problems for sure. Uh, but uh, but it it similarly sort of had this thing where you, you know, you're managing the cafe, but at the same time you had to go out to find ingredients and you know improve recipes and all of that. So I'm I'm wondering if similarly if there's some element to where as you discover things in the woods, then it makes the management easier. And then, you know, you, you go back and forth in the, the way that, how they'll end up playing off of each other. Um, how, you know, making your cafe better or your bed and breakfast better will enable you to explore further and all of that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. For, uh, for any of our viewers or listeners who haven't uh, been able to look up this game, uh, just a- A little bit more detail um, from the Nintendo page. Uh, Basically, you are Bear Hank and your friends. You find an abandoned shack. Bear Hank, Bear Hank, and uh, Hank, Hank. Yeah, (laughs) equipped with their teenage ingenuity, turn uh, into a turn it into a money-making bed and breakfast scheme for unsuspecting tourists. Uh, So it says you can customize your inn with dozens of guest rooms, bathrooms, parlors, and entertainment. Each room can be individually customized uh, completely from furniture to fixtures. Uh, You bring guests into the forest, stay your inn, keep guests happy to maintain your reputation, earn tips and attract new customers, Uh, complete objectives and storylines to collect new additions and perks for your inn. I'm gonna assume some of that ties into, I don't think there's gonna be a day-night cycle so much. It doesn't really explicitly say here, but I think some of the quests might take you into like nighttime as we saw. Uh, because they uncover a world rich in lore, side quest characters, and secrets. And that 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 Chris. line you said during their reactions, uh, Bloodworth uh, finds himself uncovering a plot deeper than the wilderness itself. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay
2: how do how do the words scheme and unsuspecting or unwitting fit into that? Like it sounds like you're just running a B and B.
0: like Like there's something more nefarious going on with the location i i i I think (laughs) yeah that's the big reveal shirt at one point Uh, i wonder if the forest maybe changes you into an animal or something like that you know maybe that's the the hook kind of was getting that vibe from what i was seeing thought there was some evidence Hmm. of that but you know maybe i'm wrong uh this is from uh gummy cat studios developing it being published by armor games armor games studios sorry is coming out next year and will be a timed console exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. Players to be determined. Is interesting? Yeah, <laughs> to be determined. Meaning Maybe it some, uh... might
2: be one player or it might be four.
0: Yeah, might be a, a grootstream stream candidate next year potentially. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so there are a few. There were definitely a few other games that were mentioned during uh, during the Indie World Showcase that we haven't really covered yet. They started off with a uh, Hades from Supergiant Games. Uh, you mentioned already, it's an early access. Uh, it, they give it a date, it's coming out uh fall 2020. Uh, it is a, it's from the makers of Bastion, Pyre, and Transistor, and they're claiming they're combining all the best elements of those three games into one. Uh, and that you are basically battling your way out of hell. Uh, each playthrough will be unique and different um as you fight your way through the underworld and they uh what was the last thing um yeah you have like other characters that you meet that help you out so like you know zeus athena poseidon like different you know greek characters are going to come to you to aid you in your quest uh the one thing i will say is uh we had this discussion in the on the stream but we can have it again here for sure just because it's a, a roguelike. It is a roguelike dungeon crawler. And I uh, had to, Ian was asking why. He's like, you like FTL, Damiani. Well, why would you not like <laughs> something like this? And so yeah. there's a key part of this, Ian. Roguelike and then next, the next qualifier, dungeon, dungeon far- crawler. That is yeah. not my forte. I'm not really into dungeon crawlers. So that part of the game maybe doesn't speak so much to me. Um, it's funny as well to me as,
2: because like, you you love playing like 14 and stuff and it's all about optimization of a build and things like that, you know
0: yeah uh i, I there's it'd be interesting to really get into it honestly i i do, I do think the thing is 14 is a known quantity it it does not there's okay with one exception it does not offer you the roguelike uh, components. Um, it is it does have dungeons in it. It just provides so many other activities, it's just a diverse range of activities that if you're jumping into Hades, all you're getting is this. You're getting a roguelike dungeon crawler, and that is all you're going to get. So if you want a moment of reprieve, it's stop playing, go play another game. Whereas in something like 14, I could stay in that world and go do something else. And I still there's so many different ways. Yeah, two different, two different realms there, honestly. But I'm not a completely opposed to dungeon crawlers. I've definitely played. Uh, uh, I've definitely played uh, the earlier Pokemon uh, mystery dungeon games. I've tried out one of the Sheeran the Wanderer games, uh, mm-hmm. games like one that came the Wii back in the day, and they, yeah. they have their for me. They have some limited appeal. I think what's most off putting about this to me is its perspective. I'm not the biggest fan of. Isometric viewpoints and it being so zoomed out, it looks visually the, the art style looks really good. I just don't personally get drawn to this type of this type of perspective.
1: Yeah, fair uh, enough. <laughs> I, I kind of feel you a little bit on that because this uh, I need to do a little bit of catch up on uh, Super Giant because I played Bastion, but I really haven't uh, played the other games. I know Hire had like this whole crazy sports angle going on too uh but uh yeah it's funny because it's it's one of those developers where i really appreciate their their work and their craftsmanship i just don't know that i enjoy playing the games as much as i you know like let me just put that soundtrack on repeat for a weekend Mm. uh and and just absorb that rather than you know going through you know like you're saying like mechanics that maybe don't speak to me as much
0: very true i i'm
2: in the same boat kind of like i uh i've always like really appreciated the way they look like there's that part in transistor when you're in like a dream or whatever and you can look out and at the sunset and it's just that cool like grid thing it's gorgeous looking but like there's always just something about them that i'm like yeah okay like I played Pyre and I got just kind of tired of it after a while, and like Transistor, mm. like the way the sword—I don't know—it felt like weirdly like condescending or something. The sword's <laughs> tone of voice, I, can, there's, oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. the The way the sword talked and how she couldn't talk, everything about it just felt kind of weird narratively. I don't, I don't know, like whatever. But like, like it was the a cool game.
0: Narrator and Bastion that's always the thing I mean that was fun the yeah. Most, yeah I know it, the yeah I know name. it's divisive but I like that actually I
2: mm-hmm. like the narrator but Bastion uh it, this is really funny but like in college we would make music in GarageBand a lot and uh so my ear just immediately catches on to those loops and some of mm. them were in the Bastion soundtrack and I couldn't hear anything but them <laughs> <laughs> uh so its i mean they're they're free to use you know you, there's nothing wrong with using them uh sampling is great but like yeah i just my ear perked up every time i heard them you know
0: correct me Stupid if i'm reasons. wrong the <laughs> this game uh, uh i'm trying to look through the details to confirm but i thought the trailer made it clear that uh when you die you, you like start again like you come back but you like yeah it, you bring along stuff that there's some like either information or experience or something. i'm not so that's the other thing i wanted to say sorry that's not my style uh what was the game uh there's so many games that do this but it started you
2: don't like with Rogue a legacy dummy
0: no zombie you remember that came out like you, lo- oh, uh, you sure. die go pick up your i don't like that style of progression it, it's not that never really drew me in uh, I, I i like I, that I, I, more than straight straight roguelike where you just lose everything so i uh, with ftl because i I prefer shorter then ftl is not that terribly Uh. long so i would prefer something that's shorter where it is permadeath you're done uh rng has screwed you over or your choices did not you know kind of shield you a little bit more from like potentially crappy rng and and you learn through that Uh, i'm fine with that just when you make a game that's super long and that is that's it you 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 know anything over, over like say like four-ish five hours is like you're no that's ridiculous even that's kind of pushing it for me like a playstation ftl is like about two-ish hours now for me if i'm going to completion so that's fine if i if i perma died or not hey i still had a good time but something if i had to like keep the only way to win an ftl is like your ship has to blow up another ship comes and takes your place i'm like uh but it picks up some of your resources and progresses i'd be like eh, i don't know that's just not i'm, I'm not fan of that to me at least
2: you get a sense of progression and growth over time i I mean i think it it works in some games and it doesn't in others like rogue legacy i think is a really cool way of doing it where you feel i mean maybe the game is a little unfair out the out the gate because it's so difficult before you upgrade but like yeah i don't know I, i enjoy a little bit of progression but it would feel weird in ftl certainly what was yeah. the
0: the two D pixel arts uh, roguelike side it was side scrolling co- like heavy combat? That I think Huber reviewed Dead Cells. Dead Cells isn't Darkest, that also like that as Darkest well? Darkest
2: Dungeon. Oh yeah, Dead Cells. Dead, Dead Cells. Cells yeah, also... you have a little. You unlock some stuff. Yeah. Mm.
0: Darkest Dungeon uh, is
2: similar as well. I think.
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that a lot of people find enjoyable and rewarding. So just because it doesn't speak to me, you know, I it, it does. I understand the merits of it. And I understand the appeal, so not not trying to downplay that at all. Just yeah, something like this. Just that's why it probably doesn't speak to me as well. But yeah, uh, Hades coming fall twenty twenty from Super Giant Games. Next up, they had a uh, they had Hypnospace Outlaw. This was uh, coming on octo uh August twenty seventh this is a go back in time 90s web browser game <laughs> that looked as blood ella very astutely pointed out this is looks too good for a 90s website All of these things yeah. uh i love this description greetings enforcer and thank you for enlisting in the hypnospace patrol department as the world falls into slumber uh hypnospace becomes a bustling global village uh it's an 90s internet simulator in which you're you scour hypnospaces wide variety of weird and wonderful websites to hunt down wrongdoers while also keeping an eye on your inbox avoiding viruses and adware and downloading a plethora of apps that may or not may not be useful i kind of like how they're saying apps (laughs) because that was really a a a term in the the 90s a lot of people were using it i don't know if it existed yet but i love this crawl through cyberspace um sorry dangers and and delights download groovy gifts and midi files but watch out for adware toolbars and hackers toolbars those annoying toolbars that just be installed i love that i absolutely love that uh they have cryptocurrency i guess when you do your job correctly um (laughs) that you can spend uh equipment obnoxious screensavers and skins for your desktop uh yeah wiggle your mouse pointer around and make pages load faster <laughs> <laughs> this to me this yeah, seems like a great it, game to sample sorry yeah.
2: it came out apparently came out in march of 2019 on steam but it has overwhelmingly mm. positive reviews on there
1: nice so yeah yeah i was looking at some of the screenshots they have on here it was like <laughs> this is one. It's just totally a, like a GeoCities type of thing. Like, like, yes. <laughs> Zane Rock. Zane this rocks. is Zane. My name on here is right Zane now. Rocks 14, but now I'm 15. He's <laughs> like really compressed photo of him and then like guns with explosions
0: behind them and like a skeleton <laughs> hand. So good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Man, there... I have a yearning to maybe not play of I don't know this maybe this is a really short experience so maybe it is uh the perfect uh, little bite-sized morsel I'm looking for but not even just beyond game form I've always every time I come across like a YouTube documentary about what happened to AOL and something and I'll just like fall down that rabbit hole for like a few hours it just makes me yearn for trying out that old style of internet interface again just to like I just want to try can I just use it one more time you know it's gonna be horrible but nostalgia just to like check it out again and just like confetti
1: animated in background and some you know (sighs) random mp3 that's been horribly compressed just looping every eight seconds
0: (sighs) yeah i uh, just you know getting those those old error pages that used to have like comedy things on them and then you know those don't like those almost don't even exist anymore because no one even like everything redirects now. If you get an error or you know you go to a page, it just redirects you back to the home page. Doesn't even tell you there's an error four hundred four anymore.
1: Or you used to have. We uh, remember we used to have those like splash screens where like there'd be some big elaborate three D <laughs> animation before you could even get to the web page.
2: Yeah, yeah, would <laughs> take forever to load.
0: The yeah. uh, the early days of uh, of Flash when uh, it was cool. And people like you were like whoa that's so advanced when they like this animated thing for their the beginning of their web page uh yeah i mean it is it is obviously a a nice this game's going for like that time capsule re- revisit this uh this error um i kind of like that there is, they do, there is they, a demo
1: if you you know just want to check it out gonna
0: it's gonna bring up that's probably what i was gonna do because it is a uh, well the game's already out on steam when it comes to Switch next week, uh, it will be well. Normally, it will be priced at 19.99, but it's currently on sale for 14.99. But it does have a, del- a demo you can get right now uh, if you want to try it out. And uh, I will probably be grabbing that uh, at some point, either today or tomorrow, just to like play in the background for a bit because that's that's perfect for me. You know, the demo is just like probably all I need, unless it's you know, I'm not going to dismiss it. Maybe it, it captivates me and I want to get the whole thing. We'll see. garden story we we talked about spirit fair plenty already unless there's anything else you want to add Ian? No. it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> garden story uh coming in 2021 from uh picogram developing it published by rose city games this is a 2d sprite based kind of adventure action adventure game where you're trying to rebuild your community so I saw when we were reacting chat immediately being making comparisons to like it's a 2d animal crossing vibe maybe some i like the character art so it looks like you're a giant grape but then yeah. like the you have this great. Companion. Name, he looks name like concord named yeah. concord uh you're yeah because you're the newly appointed guardian of the grove um is your your role here as the guardian and yeah <laughs> cool uh, what are their friends named edelbert edelberry rana and fuji elderberry elderberry oh sorry i read that wrong Uh, i just want to know who the frog the caro looking character is because Mm. that looks uh i like this character i want to play as that character they look awesome yeah it looked like you got like tasks like there's a community board where you got tasks to accept and complete chores or quests to to bring people in improve parts of your like building a fence you were fishing at one point Uh, i don't know what did the two of you think about this may look good to you or anything stand out about it
1: yeah it's a cute little town builder i don't know that it really stands out that much um uh, but it's yeah it's interesting that there's at least like some combat elements as well with you know fighting off these i, I they call it the rot which i'm guessing is those little like slime monsters you would see mm, yeah and some of the shots
0: it looked very easy going honestly yeah. Uh, I don't think I didn't get any indication that there's uh Some of these types of games go for like there's a time factor that there is a threat level that if you're not building up your defenses or, you know, your town or whatever, it could start falling back into ruin. I didn't get any kind of vibe like that. So it seems like it would be a little bit more laid back, honestly, which is nice. Definitely fits the vibe of the game, in my opinion. Yeah. Just like nice. Uh, it was interesting because there were parts of the shot maybe they were just zoomed in for the trailer that looked a little bit more pixely, but when it was zoomed out, it looked very crisp, like almost like flat texture style. So mm-hmm. I wonder how like if they're doing the scaling thing where they do like dynamic scaling in and out, and it will it'll have that effect on it. But yeah, uh, again, it's also not something that's not the type of game. I already put my time into Animal Crossing. I've had my fill for probably a good two years at least of uh, that type of game but you know maybe for people who find a 3d version of this a little bit more daunting you know a 2d version might be a little bit more simplified and might be you know might speak to more people i would potentially yeah yeah uh, again i feel like this
1: yeah this may be a little bit more akin to like a rune factory or something yeah it's just because they talk about like puzzle solving and like going to dungeons and things and so there's there's a little bit more going on there you know in repairing buildings and such so yeah I, 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 it's it's definitely
0: not totally laid back yeah the i mean that's a good comparison i forgot all about rune factory till he just said it i'm like yeah that's gonna because i was mistakenly gonna say like something like harvest moon or something like that but it's like this is more involved than that and you, yeah rune factory is the game i was trying to think of so yeah perfect Next up, uh, Subnautica um, is coming to Switch uh, early next year, along with uh, I guess it's expansion DLC Below Zero. Uh, No, it looks like the full sequel. It's a full
2: sequel.
0: Okay, it's a full sequel. Uh, They have two different pages for it. uh, So sorry, I didn't have that on there. This is a. (sighs) Blood, you seem to be the aquatic guy. That easy sure. so what is, what is your take on this game a little bit more fan fantastical i'd say than uh oh know, informative yeah informative and educational yeah, it, it, like i think like the last
1: you know like what's garden story like it's not entirely laid back right like you are you know you seem to be there because you've you've crashed you're trying to rebuild you know um and i i know people have played this and i and i haven't so i can't really speak a lot of depth to what the game is like but yeah there's more going on there in terms of uh a reason to explore rather than just like wander around at, at your leisure um, there's aliens
2: then, in them hills yeah. yeah
1: and then obviously below zero is you know a new planet and more icy areas and the i think the big thing that below zero is like well you're not subnautica you're walking around sometimes <laughs> yeah
0: but uh, that one shot you walk
2: around sometimes in the other one too
0: okay okay not
2: often but sometimes
0: yeah this because it says like you've crashed the first one you crash land in an alien ocean world and the only way is to go down but i'm guessing that maybe there's some parts where you come out of the water Uh, i mean i don't know if it's entirely an ocean planet i mean uh, that that also terrifies me uh so i know your fear of man-made stuff underwater ian my a thing that unsettles me is the concept of an entirely ocean planet where there's no like land so it's all you've got
2: fossilophobia
0: and uh the the one that that made me realize this uh more profoundly was when i saw interstellar the planet with the waves it's like there's no land I was just like, wait, it's just endless water. Like I was like, I, I mean I, I've always known there's like all like liquid-based planets, mm-hmm. but seeing it realized in like real like uh, a live action film was just like this sucks. I was like, I don't, don't want to be get off this planet. It sucks. Where's the land? <laughs> uh also but, but because it was like it was like what, waist-high water that could have like normally other than the giant freaking waves. Imagine it's like there's no like deep underwater. It's just like Waste high water, of the world <laughs>
2: sucks. Until it's like that sucks kitty, <laughs> until that giant wave comes and wipes out everything because it's just the wave is just like locked to the moon, right? And it just like,
0: yeah, oh, it's uh, the the black hole, the the gargantua, oh, whatever yeah. its gravity is pulling, uh, on uh, yeah, it's causing that it, because obviously you know, waves are caused, it's by all
2: lassophobia. Yeah. I was close, was um, a I think it
0: would be fine if like. You know, with something like Subnautica, I mean, again, this is what you don't like, Ian, but as long as there are underwater structures, you know, like research labs, stuff like that, I think I'm cool with, I I, I like that. I'm intrigued by that. Mine's just like a, uh, yeah, just like a planet where there's like nothing. It, it is just like you're the concept being thrown on an alien world or it's just underwater, like uh, I'm out. <laughs> I uh, How do I get back on the spaceship and leave? <laughs> Next planet, please. To me,
2: like, because I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves and like, I went diving for a reaper bounty which is on a shipwreck underwater the other night and Sophia was like you're coming down here what are you doing you know and, and <laughs> I was like yeah you know I was, we're out here sitting ducks you know and uh the cartoony graphics make it a lot better like when you're underwater it basically just looks like a slightly bluer version of regular it's it's when it's like Partially underwater and coming up and like barnacly and that weird nasty Mm. green blue. I can't even handle it. Yeah. Like 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 an oil rig. Looking out at an oil rig makes me want to like just recede into nothingness.
0: I hate like like lake water. Like lake water always is a little unsettling to me. I mean I'll go in and and stuff. I'll be fine. But I always preferred like ocean like right by the beach ocean, ocean water where you can actually see into the water sometimes or it's not that you know, it, you look can tell a, like as a shallow area.
2: Look up a video of a giant squid.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And that might change <laughs> your mind. Demi. Yeah, for sure. I I But yeah, there's like the two.
2: We haven't <laughs> seen them Damiani.
0: Oh no i do like the concept of this though like as soon as you land on the plants it's like there's a ticking clock you got to find resources to like just nourish yourself and live and then you start con- you can start to construct underwater habitats which i think that's kind of cool and yeah. then yeah they're they even talk about like pr- underwater pressure because when you go underwater uh so obviously pressure is the thing that you have to deal with anywhere even if you go into space but for the most part in space uh because i was re-watching uh, was the core uh, movie about going to the yeah. center of Earth and saving Earth. But the difference between going in space and going underwater or, in, you know, underground is that space is, for all intents and purposes, is mostly empty. Uh, and, and like, the pressure problem is, like, solved by, like, you just got to figure out how to, like, pressurize a suit and you're good. Whereas as you go underwater or underground, like underground, like, the PSI, it's just, like, you are going to get annihilated, smashed into nothingness, if you don't have you know correct pressure and even at some depths you, it doesn't matter like there's yeah. a certain depth you gotta get crushed. so like i kind of i've always liked that concept of like what is it gonna take to keep going it, it, because you exploring your own planet so this part of it it's like go down go like explore your own world before you you know like space is all very intriguing to me but also figuring out your own planet there's like a lot of things like that and so the fact yeah. that they're even bringing up that concept of you've got to deal with pressure the better suits you build the further down you can go i I like i like that kind of progression that's pretty cool honestly i like
2: there's a there's a thing in futurama and i don't remember the the first number but it's the one where they've they've got a hook in a big fish that's tied to the ship with diamond filament cabling and they're so they're being pulled (laughs) way underwater uh and the professor's like oh no there's like the ship there's like a thousand atmospheres or whatever of pressure outside the ship and fry like well how many can the ship withstand and the professor goes well it's a spaceship so i'd say anywhere between zero and one so <laughs> 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 i was like that's a good that's funny
0: yeah the horrifying anyway. truth but yeah uh against the both that and sequel coming to uh Coming to Switch uh, early next year from uh, Unknown Worlds Entertainment. We uh, already, already covered Takeshi and Hiroshi. Um, that's already out. But next up was uh, Raji, uh, an ancient epic. This is also a shadow drop and a timed console exclusive to Switch, uh, being developed by Nodding Head Games, published by Super.com. Uh, We've definitely seen this before. It's an action adventure game set in ancient India. Uh, a young girl named Raji has been chosen to uh, stand, uh, chosen by the gods to stand against the demonic invasion of the human realm. Uh, I got a lot of uh, like it's he- like heavily combat oriented, uh, like traversal yeah. mechanics, running up walls, running alongside walls, you know, doing flips and doing like using special abilities. Uh, it looked pretty cool, um, and the aesthetic, the world design, was really very visually striking. Uh, the only thing I will say maybe we want address is uh in the, even in the footage I, obviously it's out, so maybe people can say whether or not it still has this issue. some of the footage looked a little framey would be my only uh my immediate concern, but I know you blood you had uh one other concern about like how it actually feels to to do the how it feels to play the game was like your biggest question mark about this,
1: yeah, I think yeah I just, you just wanted to be smooth uh it was in the the xbox uh summerfest demo that's event, where it was. So... That's yeah, I missed that demo. Um, I really wanted to dive into a lot of those demos. I didn't really get a chance, uh, but yeah, curious how it plays. I don't
0: know if the new eShop doesn't sound like there's a demo. No, but uh, it doesn't yeah. have, on the page, it would say download demo, it just has add to wish list. Uh, Got it. Uh, <laughs> so it's, and it's available now. So,
1: but it's definitely you know, both in terms of gameplay and sort of the similar aesthetics uh you know has some prince of persia vibes uh and i i think that it's been a long time since we've gotten that and it's been a long time since assassin's creed you know felt anything like a prince of persia game (laughs) Uh, so hopefully uh, you know i think maybe the most most recent significant game along those lines to me is like some of the darksiders games um darksiders 2 in particular so yeah i i'm
0: i'm curious uh to see how how it holds up yeah also uh, some of these screenshots remind me what was that tomb raider or temple of cyrus or was it the first one i think yeah it looks a little bit like that yeah some uh in some of the shots because it's a very zoomed out perspective um but i mean that I, the trade-off is you get to—I feel like you get to appreciate the environments a little bit more because you see like the scale of them, uh, because you get like a wider angle, and i, I do appreciate that. I, I do really like that, and just like the the snippets of gameplay we saw, at least the combat looks to me looks pretty good in terms of uh like you use like a uh, sorry I'm gonna get the actual weapon names here. Uh, uh tr- so you have the trishal trishal um i think that was the the three pronged uh weapon and then you have a a shronga bow so like you have ranged weapons you have melee weapons and it looked like you also like like could power them up with special abilities like one time like 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 the the spear weapon did like a lightning thing when you like ran up the wall and like flipped off of it and did like a down thrust had like lightning coming out of it which was really cool uh you know i did just
1: I that. just remember those uh remember there's like that trilogy of Assassin's Creed side scrolling games? Oh and I think one yeah. of them might have even been set in India. Um I
2: think it was.
1: There was another one that was like in Russia or something. But all of them were like in some ways aesthetically feel feel similar to this, but all of them were like even looking back at it now, like those were really cheap feeling games compared to even this. Yeah. <laughs> like they really just focused on that trilogy. Um so yeah, so something <laughs> yeah, I I think if if you're looking at that and you're like, "Oh, I wish that had been better," then
0: maybe Raji is the the thing for you. Yeah. It's uh it's on sale right now. It's normally 24.99 uh, on the e-shop, but it's uh 22.49, so a little discount there. Yeah. A little bit off there if you want to you want to try it out. Uh, again, you know, there's there's not a down for it, but also like yeah, like the story art style they do. Um, I apologize. They had a, the the actual uh, artwork was uh, here we go. Every corner of the games of arm is drawn in the. Uh, I'm sorry if for this wrong. The Bahari, P A Bahari, Sorry. Uh, art style combines hand painted textures and rendered in 3D. Like there's that mural scene uh, when we're running yeah, across the mural it, like was cool. that was. And then like the story cutscenes looked really good too. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I'm curious if someone if someone just says like, yeah, it doesn't have any performance issues, I think I might actually check this out at some point for sure. Um, moving along, we talked about these, we talked about Baron Breakfast already. Uh, a short hike. this correct me if I'm wrong this, you said this again that's already been out on PC for, for a, a while. while, coming out to, to switch it is uh, available might not be available yet it's coming out today It's said later today uh yeah. timed console exclusive and it's it's pretty cheap so uh, normally 7.99 it's only 7.19 right now so for a little under eight bucks you could pick this up it um, won some awards or something too i think like the igda or something let me see here on uh, july 30th 2019. gotcha um yeah i'm on their page right now see if they have like mentioned their awards but doesn't have anything on their landing page for the for the. Game. Oh, they added
2: the boat. They added the boat, uh, to the oh, PC yeah. version, at, at, with the Nintendo Switch launch. So that gotcha. is gotcha Oh,
0: nice. So there's a little bit of a, a content update for it as well for to celebrate Switch launch. That's pretty cool. Uh, you were saying Blood. Were are you uh Were you thinking this, or were you told this, or found this? It looked like uh, it was trying to make uh, the feel of a PS1 era game. Right. Yeah, this
1: that's one of the aesthetics they're going for. Um, yes, so Short Hike won the grand prize at the 2020 uh, Independent Games Festival.
0: Nice. That's a that's a pretty prestigious award there. Yeah. So those uh, are before
1: the bigger they they do them back to back before the bigger GDC awards
0: gotcha. Uh so it is a it's a game about exploration. Um again, like it's art style uh PS1 era else to me i got like 3d ds game vibe as well which is a very unique style at this point looking back you know over 10 years ago when those games came out flying are you flying Bert penguin flying what what are you i don't even know what I'm you little bird. are
2: penguins can't fly i know they can't but i thought that'd be
0: cool if it was like <laughs> i'm the one penguin that can fly and i'm exploring the world so yeah no, you're a bird that can like It looks like you glide. Not uh, um, can you actually fly, or is it just glide? You
2: had little feather things that look like you expend them.
0: Oh, consumables. That's kind of like that uh, game we saw during state of play.
2: Pathless.
0: Yeah, it's like that's a. Oh, for sure, yeah like using currency anyway uh explore the island any way you like i uh, was my question about seeing this because i think this is maybe the second time i'd seen this is whether it's a linear like level-based game or if it's just a big world and you can try and go anywhere and it's the big world where you can try and go anywhere which is really cool yeah. it says um, you can
2: follow the marked paths or go wherever you want
0: yeah, they, 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 they're they really pushing the play at your own pace. They even say in the, the description, there's no need to rush. Take your time fishing along riverbanks or swimming by the lakeshore. Uh, they have collectible hidden treasures scattered about, so kind of like dangling those to encourage you to explore. Uh, and they're, I didn't realize some- the
1: IGFs actually come with money.
0: Oh, really? There's a cash prize? Cause it, well,
1: that's it, what it looks like. like the Seamus McNally grand prize... In parentheses, ten thousand dollars, and then the totally. audience award two thousand dollars.
2: Wow!
0: A, Way to go! Yeah, decent, decent chunk right there. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, I, I like, I like this visual style. The and this type of game suits me. And I heard everyone in chat we back to saying this is an extremely short game. Apparently, I, I it's guess in the be, title. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a short hike. You're Just trying to get up to the summit. Apparently. Uh, this is something I will probably pick up and try I feel bad that uh, I had neglected this in the past because I feel like I saw this at some point for Steam and I was just like oh I forgot about it now it's back but yeah it's, uh I like it I'm into this for sure I don't know maybe maybe you two aren't into it I don't know it looks no, great I, I'm oh. totally into it yeah I'm thrilled
2: I've been be- meaning to drop. play it I just haven't gotten around to
0: it. Yeah. It looks like this is being developed by one person, Adam Robinson you, mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh with just poor or Will haven't had publishing. a short
2: amount of time, you
0: know. I get that. I fully understand it for sure. Uh we already talked about uh, card shock, card shark, sorry, and how awesome that looks. <laughs> card shock. There'll probably be some card shock if you uh fail and get into a shootout and die. We keep saying shootout, but it's like it's really just someone probably just shoots you. Execution, and, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's an Hardcore. Execu- Well, there's that one grim scene where someone got on their knees and, like, from the rear gun at the rear of their head. I was like, Ew, this might get brutal, actually. Gotta be a, maybe uh, a warning message that maybe you shouldn't try this at home. <laughs> uh, we're nearing the end here. <laughs> Torchlight what? 3. Torchlight 3 coming fall 2020 to switch from Perfect World Entertainment. Uh, this a game what can that's... you say? Yeah, these it's games... torchlight. You
2: either like it or you don't. At this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, they seem to keep doing. Uh, they seem to keep doing well, and uh, they the big thing they tease in pets are back. You're low, a all looking companion. Oh yeah, you Bring get an exclusive switch so a... pet. Yeah, yeah, you get an exclusive like red fairy companion, I believe, to, to well, join yeah. you on like real
2: your... mean looking too. Wasn't yeah.
0: It? This is a uh, uh, players up to forty players. By the way huh it's a lot that's a lot of players a lot yeah uh i don't unfortunately don't have much else to say about it again it's that 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 perspective
2: yeah this is the perfect uh, storm of things you don't like that man unfortunately (laughs) yeah
0: it's like i would i would play this on a group stream or stream team or a mic and mic for one session but then not want to come back to it most likely is unfortunately the reality for me but to everyone else who loves it, yeah, I mean, glad they're, they're continuing, you know, keep making them as long as they're doing well. We briefly mentioned Manifold Garden. Um, mm-hmm. this has already been out. Uh, this game, it, it's interesting because I feel like this game should completely speak to my interest. But there's those one key thing that is uh, making me weary about this, diving into this. Is it's first person perspective motion sickness, yeah, yeah, and then making me sick because of all the falling and loops. and It's like, oh no, 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 you I think do the only thing that can like, make it worse for changing, me changing, yeah. You do a Gravity lot of changing which wall and, yeah. you're on, too. Uh, I think that
2: you might spew if you tried to play this one, yeah.
0: This is almost screaming. I wish the uh, the PC version had a third party or third person mod, so I could play it third person.
1: Uh, but but uh, yeah, is... I just think that the way you interact with it, there's not it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would... third about... person
2: might even make it worse. Yeah, right. You'd have to like you'd see everything just like yeah,
1: mm-hmm. very uh... Escher-esque playing on you know design and repetition and perspective and
2: it's uh, cool
0: yeah Do, it uh, very cool sorry have either we actually played this or no yes i I have played it like four years
1: ago <laughs> well, i haven't played, I played it recently like, i haven't played it since it was finished oh, i mean did you like uh,
0: how it actually played though i mean yeah yeah it was, it's
1: it's yeah. very okay. intriguing yeah
2: yeah i played it for like an hour um or so but it was super hot in here, and I get motion sick when it's hot, um, and I'm playing something like this, so I had to, I had to pause. <laughs> <laughs> haven't gone back, but I really enjoyed it so the best, far.
0: To best of your knowledge, is there a part with the Penrose stairs in this game?
2: The, is that the eternal? Yeah. Up staircase, the yeah, optical probably. illusion.
0: Like in two D, you can make it endless, but in three D, it can't be realized. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Potentially. <laughs> Although I've watched some videos about Euclidean, non-Euclidean spaces in video games, mm-hmm. and how you can make like, you can make like a a building that looks like a a cube from the outside. You can go inside it, and like the guy he made a program it so like, <sighs> there's like six different rooms that take up like a fourth of the size of the building, you know, and it's like seamless. And then you walk back out, and like, uh. Corridors that are this long on the exterior, but when you walk through them, they're like really, really long. Stuff like that is very interesting stuff. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if this game got into stuff like that later. I don't know.
0: Probably super yeah,
2: liminal that... probably deals with that kind of stuff too. I was gonna ask some yeah, of
1: the, that. Was... That VR game I told you about for the GDC stuff. Um use some of those techniques. The one where you like you're you're always you never use a controller to move around or teleportation, you just walk around the room. Oh,
2: right,
0: right. Yeah cool uh we talked about evergate a little bit already um that is uh also available right now they went into a sizzle reel um the only thing that stood out for me was uh they showed uh damn it what was it called again the first game that's been shown everywhere the twins oh haven 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 thank you yeah. sorry i was like start with h haven not, uh was that twins, was definitely like switch footage yeah
2: they're not I'm sorry
0: I mean they, I guess there could
2: be twins it'd be a whole I different mean, kind we of we don't game. know
0: it's, but we don't it doesn't need to be that I meant I hope like, the twins. two characters like the the guy and the girl character but the point I was trying to make sorry is if we were definitely seeing switch footage there for for most yeah. of it that was a uh, much rougher looking than we had seen in previous presentations I, but I know props are actually showing what it legitimately looks like you know I'm all for that and, you know, some people might, and on a smaller screen, if you're playing in portable mode, maybe it looks much, it looks better than that. You know, maybe blown up like that, it's where it looks, it's worse. I don't know. Is there anything else in the sizzle reel? I, I, I have the list of games. Nothing really. I'm curious, curious. about going under.
1: Yeah. Let's see what this is about. Um, oh. Team 17 and Agro Crab Games. Yeah. This oh, is the. it's the... a roguelite ro- as well. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh,
0: Damiani. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in you just want to rogue like September 24th uh,
1: procedurally generated dystopian dungeons. Okay. Is it? it like much... a really interesting art style, though. Is it? Yeah, it
0: like
2: make roguelikes or something. I don't know. I think in I mean,
1: some way, since you don't have to, I mean, I don't know. It's probably not, but there's that trade off to where like you don't necessarily have as you know, you're not like handcrafting the dungeons and level designs in the same way, but then you also have to like make it work you know if you're not doing that so it's yeah yeah Yeah. uh going on a dangerous mission to rid fizzle of the monstrous employees and former ceos from the failed startups that came before yes (laughs) must use anything that comes to hand staplers laptops and even potted plants to complete her adventure
0: Yeah, the premise for this insane it says failed businesses no longer just cease to exist they sink beneath the earth and their employees are cursed to wander the halls for eternity as monsters. It's <laughs> your duty to put these monsters out of their misery and repossess their assets so that your boss can afford a new car or something. <laughs> That's literally what it is. It's like
2: some kind of, it's like, it's like we're America 2021.
0: <laughs> Horrible bosses. Not all heroes get paychecks. Uh, battle through the remains of failed startup themes off Startups themed off of gig workers, dating sites, and cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah. <laughs> make your make friends with your coworkers. Hire a freelance goblin. Date a slime. Invest in crypto. Set a rideshare on fire.
2: <laughs> the dream
0: <And> bizarre. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had like that pillow fight scene in one of like the bedrooms. But it does like, now, yeah,
1: like now that I've read that, and then going back through the you know whatever. 20 seconds of footage it's like okay this makes a little more
0: sense now oh my god get paid in experience oh no <laughs> uh Uh-oh. but it, but it's like you Fun. get experience points to level up abilities so, so it's like it actually works it's like oh no uh yeah th- this looks pretty cool actually uh i think aesthetic helps like aesthetic and presentation can help a lot with me getting me into a game like this this does a lot to mask what I'm really playing. And uh, the gameplay, I don't know, that, that, that speaks to creativity and diversity sometimes. Maybe I'm seeing roguelites look a little too similar. Like all of them, uh, most of them look too samey to me. So when I see something like this, it stands out. I'm like, hey, this is a little bit more intriguing. I'm willing to, to give this one a chance over, uh, over something else. Uh, Agro Crab Games is the developer. Agro, yeah. not crag, crab. I was like, dang it, close. And as we said, Team 17, yeah. They're, uh, I feel like them and the uh, Volver are picking up a lot of good games uh, in, the last, in recent times. Yeah, so they have the Red Lantern, which is the dog sledding game. Yeah, which was first premiered uh, by Nintendo on a, I believe an indie showcase uh, a year or so ago
1: uh unrailed is being published by dadalik uh also coming out late september that's the one where Mm -hmm. you're like you're like putting together trains and like trying yeah that was the one that
0: looked kind of like i have it looked interesting to me also the the timed aspect it looked like you have to keep making the tracks in front of it in 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 time otherwise the train might crash and you fail them the stage i'm guessing so a little bit that that made me think of blast core because you gotta guide like a right. nuclear thing to its destination and clear a path in time. Um, and then struggling with the really
1: creepy art and the weird thing oh, with gosh. Arms that pop off and
0: uh that... Oh for it... No, we're still here. Oh no, sorry we just, just don't that... have anything to say. That one, no, that game was just like not for me. I ha- I hate like It stems from uh, first seeing was it Ren and Stimpy. I was like, "Oh, this is so different and stuff." I'm like, "This is gross." I mean, I appreciate people trying to put art, push art styles, but man, I've never been into like grotesque, yeah, grotesque art styles. I'm just not for me. Then having to play a whole game like that, it's like, ah, no, I'm out. I'm sorry. Um.
1: In most, I, I know at points, Damiani, you were talking about not liking the backgrounds kind of blending in, but it does have this interesting, like, monochrome
0: look to it. Yeah, for uh, what was it was almost in, like uh, a Game Boy game. Uh, sorry, what was it called? In uh, most, uh, in, in
1: most, sorry, not in. Yeah, that one's out this Friday, uh, and everything it looks kind of bluish.
0: Yeah, it's got like a like a dark bluish tint and in the other ones it has like a, a dark like a matrix it has like has like a matrix filter over it, in some of them like the matrix green in some of them mm-hmm. and then like uh like a, a lighter blue and then there's even this like i don't want to say like amber autumn kind of vibe on like this one exterior shot i mean a lot of these wider shots look amazing and in general but it's like interior it's always interior stuff it's always interior shots of like labs or compounds that the foreground background they're just parts where when your character's walking through it it just for me is hard to distinguish i always jump on something and think it's a oh i can oh that's the back damn it that's the background i can't jump on that i was like okay my bad um some modern i feel like some modern pixel art based games uh for me struggle to distinguish themselves in those types of environments like this a lot of these shots remind me of a I I could say like these came out of uh, a whole different number of recent games. I mean, heck, even this one shop looks like an environment from the messenger, like an underground part from like the messenger. Like they all use this, but at least the messenger, I feel was a little bit more unique in its backgrounds and foreground designs. I never had that problem in the messenger. Whereas something like this or even, uh, I didn't play the more recent one, but the, the first, uh, bloodstained, uh, the curse of the moon that one uh, there was a few parts where i had like that issue as well and then there was a panzer paladin uh, i was watching footage or some parts of that as well so i don't know what it is i mean i i, I, I kind of wonder like is there like a shared asset for sprite work or a sprite tool that a lot of these developers are using because while well, their environments definitely look unique the actual building blocks of it, I mean, obviously it's sprite work. The building blocks of a lot of the stuff looks, some of the assets do look similar here and there. I don't know if there's, a, I don't know, Ian, maybe if you know this better, if there's like a, a sprite I mean, tool that everyone's number, using. Uh,
2: any number of tools, so I don't know, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. But I mean, uh, In-Mouse does look really cool though. Yeah. Well, what's
1: interesting is there's three different characters that you play as and the like... Some of them look like really more contemporary. while the other guy has like yeah armor on and a sword and a grappling hook and like okay yeah like, it's really interesting. Um
0: They also but, say it's a it's a short game. It's three to five hours, meant to be played. Oh one yeah, that's sitting. that one. Yeah, yeah. Potentially in one night for our best game and to play in a night category <laughs> <that> comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else you want to mention for the Sizzle reel, or do you want to move on to the 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 grand finale? <laughs> the grand finale. I have a
2: I have a question about sure. this grand finale, so called. Okay. Sure. Because they ended it with the Untitled Goose Game getting a two player mode, which is awesome. I I think that's great. But then, like, my girlfriend sent me a thing about it. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter talking about it. Polygon had an article about it. Like this and that, and it was like there were six shadow drops in this thing, and Untitled Goose game is still the main, like big story. Right. And I don't get it. Like the game is cool. Really? We played it the one time and it was fun, but it's like then we were done with it. Like it's a it's a one and done thing to me. I don't I don't understand its lasting so power yeah. and why people are freaking out about okay. Untitled Goose. On a practical game level,
0: I understand where you're coming from, Ian. On a practical level, I understand that. Uh, I feel like Untitled Goose game transcended that and became more of a, a cultural thing, especially in the video game sphere. So this game was all over the place being talked about. everyone was you, you were participating in it even if you weren't playing it because you loved making like meme images of like what is the goose gonna be honking at this time in this image. <laughs> so now that there's two of them, this just amplifies it again. It, it, it's boosting it uh, again, and it's going to, because it got so big and i think in the social and, and, and on social media platforms i feel like that's why this is such a big deal and why it's being so talked about because hey we get to go back to this again but now we got two we got two we can do so think of the things we're going to do with this and well, that, a game that's, that's kind met- like
2: what that's kind of like what omar said when i was bitching about this to him earlier is yeah. like uh he was like it's a big story now because it was a big story before like that's all it is and i was like yeah
0: i will give you ian i don't know how long i don't think the effect is going to be as profound as before i, I think right, this will be more right. short-lived for sure oh yeah d- d-
2: don't get me wrong i think untitled goose game is great like it's, it's a cool game but yeah i just don't understand why everyone was so gaga for it
1: i'm i'm guessing that it will probably be local co-op only i don't it I don't is know yeah. for sure that yeah is, but that, that makes is sense. confirmed uh do they have to change the title of this game Does it now have to be a Untitled Geese game? (laughs) I wonder if they get the multiplayer. I hope the mode is called Untitled Geese game. Yeah, that'd be good.
2: That'd be really funny. Uh, It's a charming title. It's a charming game.
0: uh, Coming to Steam and Itch on September 23rd with a new two-player mode. Oh. But yeah, everything about this game, like the, the 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 cheeky nature, even the comedy they do when writing up stuff, like featuring a horrible goose. That's you, town full of people just trying to get on with their day. You hate them. A dedicated honk <laughs> button. Ha ha ha! It's like man, they're just having so much fun with this game. Yeah, I mean, it's just a fun jolly game. Anti goose game. Yeah,
2: I am pro goose game. I,
0: I, I do think wonder. its appeal, its practical appeal, Ian, will largely depend on if, as it looks like, it's almost all the same areas from the from the game. They're not making new areas. If they reimagine the task to support and take full use of the co-op play. if they don't it's just the same stuff. maybe it's still fun but I I I would imagine the appeal of that goes down a little bit compared to if they put a little bit more work into it. I wonder
2: how much to what extent like how far you can get away from each other like will the cameras zoom out to a certain degree or are you pretty much tethered Mm. uh, to each other?
0: Yeah, I wonder if they'll do like the split screen thing. You know, those di- like Harry yeah, Potter Lego games dynamics. where they do the dynamic oh, sure. thing. Yeah, they might do that, yeah. or they might just force you to stay. It only zooms out so far. And it's like, nope, that's it. That's as far as you can go. Stop. That's the boundary. Yeah, we can find out when it when it's added because this is a free free uh, update to the existing game. If you already have it um, on Switch, it is nineteen ninety nine. So twenty bucks. Uh, but yeah, that is. Uh, that was your indie world showcase i do like how they've also kept the tradition of no matter if even it's not the biggest thing in the world they do seem to always end these on eh, there's one last fun thing and they kind of like play yeah. it, have a little bit of fun most of the time with it Oh uh, i mean even something i don't want to just not dismissive of it but i think axiom verge 2 was the most out of nowhere like oh this, mm. is, this is a I mean it's a new announcement could have fit anywhere in the show but They've also done things like Cadence of Hyrule was announced in one of these. Like, ooh, whoa! They, they've done. They've gone from something as big as that to, I think this might be. This wasn't even a new game reveal. It was just like here's a new mode in a game. They, 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 they. And I think they've chosen pretty wisely when it comes to that. And again, going back to your earliest point Ian, help help set expectations that it's a fun, it's a fun presentation. It's generally very enjoyable through and through, and you get like a little nice surprise at the end. Uh, it's not a megaton, but it is something. It's like, oh, that's a that's a nice thing to finish off with. A good closer, basically. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think to me, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about with that stuff in the beginning, uh, there's a good number of games here. Like, there were, you know, like 12 or 13, like, quote-unquote, main features, and then the montage and the Goose Game announcement. Whereas, you know, I think the thing that's been frustrating about a lot of the Nintendo uh directs and pokemon directs and stuff over the past couple months in the summer is you know you'll you'll go through the trouble of of getting up to watch them and all that and then it's like okay well here's two or three things and like uh, okay (laughs) like i i didn't i don't feel like this was necessarily worth the time of doing something separate when you could bundle it all together um whereas this i feel like yeah this was this is nice this was worthwhile this was cool.
0: Very good point. Yeah, it made no sense why they split the Pokemon. I mean, we could probably answer why Pokemon Company did it, but from everyone else's perspective in the world, it was like, why didn't you put that MOBA, mobile, MOBA announcement in with the rest of the stuff instead of giving it a dedicated second thing? Because again, it set expectations, you know, out of whack for a lot of people. Uh, even the Paper Mario uh, Treehouse yeah, didn't, Live.
1: Didn't Paper Mario have something else attached to it? that were like? Yes, well, I, was,
0: I, I had an announcement, yeah. but even just the format of it, I understand they were trying to give some semblance of like, hey, we didn't have E3, we know we do this. I almost felt that would have been better as just being an edited video. Just have the, right. like the narration over it, and maybe you could cut to a person on camera every now and then. But it actually being live, uh, I don't know if they'll ever do that again because of the technical difficulties they came across they might just, just say screw it just do it do it as a produced video but the the expectations again they said there would be a there'd be a third party announcement of way from way forward would be developing mm. a <laughs> third party ip uh new game announcement and
2: everyone went crazy because originally they
0: didn't specify as third party originally they had to they just said way forward's announcing yeah. the game, and so everyone started jumping to all these like rumors about metroid a certain game or and... wario wario game and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like wait no, it's a third-party game. So then everyone goes Castlevania, and then it's yeah, no, it's it's none of these. It's the worst. Your worst. Uh, your worst reality has come to pass here. Then um, they had again. Bakuga. Oh my. The only reason that, that
1: anyone can surmise to why anyone bothered is because Reggie is involved in Pac-Con. That was like
0: the last promise thing, the last <laughs> business deal arrangement. Reggie Fisa May, uh, former president and CEO of uh, Nintendo of America, uh, yeah, the, that was their last deal, and it, and it was just like a contractual obligation that it needed to be fulfilled, and yeah, they got that. That kind of was, I think, the low point. At least with, with the Smash right. Brothers reveal, they early on set out the expectations that it's, a, it's an ARMS character, and it, it, so it's first party, stop with the wild speculation. But that was a lesson learned from like the Byleth reveal, which is a whole other thing. But I feel as the summer's gone on, like it got lower and lower. Nintendo's going backwards, it felt like, starting with the Smash presentation to Pokemon, to the Paper Mario uh, Treehouse Live presentation. That's why I feel so good about this Indie World Showcase. because, yeah. the, Rescued and by I saying Indies, they got once again. Control. What's up? Rescued by Indies, once again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Indies coming to the rescue. And ah, they, have a, they have a long history of uh, bailing Nintendo out uh, Wii U.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like it's uh, true yeah. on everyone's front oh summer. it's i
0: mean especially Play, now
1: playstation and xbox have got I mean, uh, butt snacks here it comes tune in to
0: the easy <laughs> podcast snacks. this week where i guarantee we're going to be they're going to be talking about what the heck is coming out for launch on on the next gen consoles now with uh what was the le- most recent one Overloops being delayed it's like every oh, death loop la- sorry death loop sorry What Deathloop. that was delayed yeah, that's not coming out this year. Q2 next year now, delayed. All the games that you thought were going to be potentially launch window games are just not happening for those systems, and it's indie games. These indie games are be carrying it, and yeah, I mean, that might be a discussion topic for a future episode of Friend Code, but it's actually looking better and better for Nintendo now. It's like, maybe these, uh, having all these big indie games is going to be enough to carry the Switch because... Those don't really justify getting a next gen console at this point, so you know maybe we'll have that discussion at some point. So yeah, as you said, blood indies coming to save the day again for Nintendo. But uh, on that topic, before we, we wrap up here, I do want to say we are very cognizant—at least I am very cognizant—of the the rumor mill. Um, this this Indie Direct was foretold uh, this past Sunday. Uh, the Twitter sphere was all. Uh, all <laughs> All a flurry with uh uh staying uh, there would be an indie world showcase this Tuesday that came to pass. Those same people were also saying next Thursday, August 27th, there will, or I mean Friday in Japan, August 28th, but August 27th, our time probably means a 6 a.m. thing or whatever. I don't know, we'll find out. Uh, there will be a, apparently a proper Nintendo Direct finally. Uh, we're not taking it as fact, you know, we'll wait and play it by ear, but who the knows, same the, day as the games come? uh 27th is gamescom maybe yeah i think that's the same day but uh, that that lines up so there might be uh for everyone wondering what else besides pikmin 3 deluxe edition nintendo has coming out this year and a bunch of great indie games you might have that question answered next week so (laughs) we're aware of it maybe it comes but again as always don't fall into the trap of assuming this is fact and it's happening. And it, even if it's something is happening, it could be something like another third-party showcase, like a uh, developer update, like they did a partner update that they did uh, with the Atlas stuff. Uh, where We got a, a SMT five was the update was the big, and a release window was the big yeah. finale. Yeah, that
1: was the but, other one. Yeah, please just just put them together, Nintendo,
2: <laughs> and do them uh, later. Like, one, once a <laughs> month
1: is is fine. <laughs> even if it's like you know even if it's early once a month we we got it
0: yeah i feel like of all the companies nintendo's nintendo has been the most scattershot with their approach uh not having e3 or even like a virtual substitute for it i feel has kind of uh I, I, yeah i don't know it'd be very interesting to know the inner workings of why they've decided to do this especially when you see other companies have been able to put up uh you know, similar style shows that are more like a, a accumulation of like a bunch of game announcements rather than spreading them out so far. But anyway, we'll see. You know, I, I, I'm i I'm ready for Direct. It's been almost a year. September of last year was the last official proper Nintendo Direct, like full blown Nintendo Direct.
1: Wait, uh, that's when We got
0: Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition announced. Yeah, the September 2019 was the last full blown Nintendo Direct, not like an Indie World Showcase, not a mini Direct, proper Nintendo Direct. It's gonna be huh. almost a year and uh, there wow. as well as switch is doing as well as Nintendo's doing, there's you know some growing you know calls for what do you got like, what's coming up in the future you know everyone else is talking about the future, but you know I think people are getting a little bit antsy and it's a little bit understandable. I mean it's to be expected. so hopefully this is true. If it's true that will be what we'll be talking about in the next episode of Frank good, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you, both of you, for joining me, especially this morning, early morning, for these reactions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we sign off here, we have some uh, shout-outs for the month of August 2020. This is our $250 patron tier, where you get to get a shout-out on all of our podcasts and uh, we still have some we have some slots open. Five we, slots. Re- we expanded. We expanded to 10 slots, so we got five of those slots open because these have generally been all filled up. So wanted to give more of an opportunity to people to to jump in on this. So for the month of August, our shout-outs are Al Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, JL Burden, LLC, Jeff Zio, VGM, Easton, and Delissi. Shout out! Thank you very shout much. Shout out! So I actually, oh, you feel yeah, free to do that. Familiar. I actually don't do the cadence thing. I oh, just okay. give them a, a personal. I give them the shout out that they want. Uh, I was just saying it also. Oh, it's a great thing. I, I love uh, yeah. you know panel participation in this. It's it's a very <laughs> exciting, uh, especially oh. when it's like your own desire to do it, and you're not like called on to do it uh, on command. I just spilled pencils all over the plates and activated my glasses. There I was, was gonna go. say, is all that right. why your effects filter came up? <laughs> was that yeah, I dropped a bunch Mario, of Mario the origami pencils King reference.
2: Blackwing six oh twos all over it. All right. The heat right. and the combination of getting up early, I am suddenly very Rough. tired.
0: <laughs> Oof. Uh, I I, I, under- I completely hear you there. That's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you both of you for joining. Uh, You might've noticed there were no patron questions for this episode. Um, I think that's more my fault. I wanna explain that. Uh, I, I made an update. Uh, Originally, I made a post calling for your questions. We got a bunch of questions for friend code Just not related to the indie world direct because we had to make a a last-minute audible because of the the short lead time for this I made a post updating about that But I didn't technically say submit your new questions here for whatever reason I thought that was self-explanatory, but my bad. Uh, We even had someone go. Hey, we're supposed to submit questions here You're making new posts these already go pretty long, so we don't generally get into too many patron questions in these recap episodes covering the, the directs, essentially. But I do apologize if you did have a burning question and you didn't know you were able to submit it. Because generally, if you're a $5 enough a patron, uh, you can submit questions for consideration for episodes of Friend Code. I'll make that post the week of a recording. Everyone who submitted a question for the previous topic, that topic will still be happening in some form Largely, when we, that episode will happen, depends on whether or not there's a direct next week because it might impact the information about those topics. So we just need to wait right. and see. But eventually, when we do this episode, uh, we will work in those questions that are still relevant. So I, I will be keeping track of that. Also, if you're a $5 earned up patron, you're part of our early access tier which means you get episodes of various of our shows and podcasts a little bit earlier before they hit uh, YouTube uh, for the general public. So thank you for everyone who supports us or watching this or listening to us for early access here for everyone else who catches it uh, when it goes up publicly. Thank you for supporting your show, uh, supporting this show. Sorry. uh, in in that way, by just, uh, you know, checking it out, watching it, leaving a comment. So thank you very much. You're
1: listening to this podcast. You need to come back and watch the end of this with Ian Hink.
2: What are you talking oh. about?
1: Yeah, I'm just saying
2: <laughs> it's hot as balls you need in to here, Bradford. <laughs> Call me a break. It's so hot and I'm so tired.
1: <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. Yeah. They just don't know.
2: I spent, I, I spent 10 minutes of this trying to line up a fan to hit my legs. And even though it was like right next to my legs, I couldn't feel the fan.
0: Isn't that the worst with fans? Like they have to be like the right distance and like the sp- very perfect angle. Or like they don't yeah. fully hit
1: you. Oh yeah, I've got 106 at my place.
0: Yeah, it's it's Toasty. insane,
2: man. Toasty.
0: All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Friend Code, everyone. So until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Bye bye.